Thank you for watching today. I pray that today's message will empower you to use your voice, help change the way you think, and refresh your spirit. If you'd like to follow along with Pastor's Notes, scan the QR code right here on your screen. You can also find them on our app. Today, we're continuing Going Deeper, a series on Romans 121. Pastor Duane is reversing the steps of turning away from God. This week, we're looking at the part of the verse that says, nor were they thankful, and Pastor is going deeper on having a thankful heart. Let's see how this step draws us closer to God. The Bible says in Psalm 42, deep calls to deep. And the Spirit of God is calling to your spirit. And he's saying, come on deeper, deeper into the things of God. Now, in Romans chapter 1, we find literally a progression that Paul talks about of how people walk away from God, how they get farther and farther from God. And in Romans 1, 21, it says, because although they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. So the first step away is don't glorify God as God. Now we've talked about that for a couple of weeks. And mainly to you and to me, what that is saying is uh, we need to give God and his word the place of preeminence in our lives. Just like David said, I consider your precepts concerning all things to be right. Saying, God, you're right with you when you talk about marriage. You're right when you talk about raising our kids. You're right about forgiveness. You're right about everything. And live life God's way. But when you don't glorify him as God, then the next step, it says, nor were they thankful. And we're going to talk about that today. They became futile in their imaginations, thirdly. And then fourthly, their foolish hearts are darkened. So you take those in reverse, and literally it is a progression where you go deeper in God. It, the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And this is really like a roadmap on how to draw near to God. First, glorify him as God. Secondly, be thankful. Thirdly, recognize the power of your imagination. Or we can say it this way, meditate on God's word. And then fourthly, have a good heart. And uh, we'll talk about how to have a good heart. Jesus said, either make the tree good and its fruit will be good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit will be bad. Now he's talking about your heart. He said, you can make it good or you can make it bad. So we're going to talk about thankfulness today. Now, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, this week, Jeannie was on the phone with someone, and they were talking, and I was kind of overhearing the conversation a little bit. And... They, the, the, they were talking about forgiveness, and it seemed like the person was saying, well, you know, I, I keep forgiving, but it doesn't work. Now, if you forgive, it works. Because what we're trying to do is obey God. Right? And God says, forgive. 
fact, Jesus said, every time you pray, if you have anything against anyone, forgive. Right? If you do it, it worked. You're obeying God. What you've done is pleasing to God. It does something on the inside of you. Now, the same thing is true when it comes to thanksgiving. We are to be thankful people. Now, I think it's interesting that we have a holiday we call Thanksgiving, not thanks feeling. Because people want to thank God when they feel like it. But it's not when you feel like it, it's even when you don't feel like it. In fact, that's why the Bible says to give him the sacrifice of praise. It's not when you feel like it, it's even when you don't feel like it. But it says the will of God for you is to give thanks in everything. So if you're giving thanks in everything, you are right in the middle of the will of God. That's God's will for you. Now, notice it says in everything, give thanks. Not for everything, but in everything. Uh, as a young Christian, 45, 46, yeah, 46 years ago, uh, there was a very popular Christian book, and I was reading the book, and the book said this, but you know, if you get a divorce, thank God for your divorce. If you get cancer, thank God for the cancer. Now listen, God is not the author of cancer. God's not the author of divorce. So you don't thank God for cancer because he didn't send it. But how many of you know you can thank him in the midst of a divorce? You can thank him in the midst of any situation that you're in. Or you say, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm diagnosed with cancer. Well, you can thank God that if you die, you're on your way to heaven. But you can also thank God that he himself bore your sicknesses, carried your diseases, and by his stripes, you were healed. So it's not for everything, but in any in every situation, we are to give thanks. Now, we're talking about how this literally brings you closer to God. It's in Psalm 69 where it says, I will praise the name of God with song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Literally what happens when we're thankful to God for what God has done in our life, it magnifies him. Now, if I have a magnifying glass and look at something, it does not make it bigger. But I see it more clearly. It's magnified for me. I see what's really there. And what happens when we're thankful, God doesn't change. But we see what's really happening. We see the greatness of God. We see the goodness of God when we are thankful. So he said, I will magnify him with thanksgiving. We begin to see God's greatness. We begin to see God's goodness. We begin to see how he loves us when we magnify the Lord. And I think this is particularly talking about our past, things that have happened to us. It says this in Psalm 78, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. And by the way, anybody who has a, a ultra sovereignty of God doctrine, this ought to kill it right there. They limited God. God wanted to do more, but he could not do more. 
Why? They did not remember his power. The day when he redeemed them from the enemy, when he worked his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoran, turned their rivers into blood and their streams that they couldn't drink. He sent swarms of flies among them and devoured them and their frogs, which destroyed them. So he's saying, look at all the great things that God did to deliver you, to get you out of Egypt, to bring you into the promised land. But they didn't remember. They weren't thankful for what God had done. And as a result, they did not receive what God wanted to do for them. They limited God. It may shock some people that what God wants to happen in your life is not simply going to fall on you like ripe cherries off from a tree. You can just sit there and say, God, you got my email. Bless me. No, you're going to have to believe God. You're going to have to exercise your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, to receive from God, to connect with God. You have to do it by faith. And And honestly, thankfulness is just not a natural state of a fallen human being. In 2 Timothy 3, it says, but know this, that in the last times, perilous days will come in the last times. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, brothers and lovers of God. Notice that unthankfulness is listed right next to unholy. Unthankful, unholy. Again, it's not a natural state of a person to be a thankful person. When Jesus heals 10 lepers, how many come back and say, thank you? Just one, just one. I think about uh, our taking prayer out of our public schools several decades ago. And so instead of acknowledging God, thanking God and petitioning God, we're telling our kids, Well, you came from a monkey. Well, actually, there was some slime in a pool, and somehow there was an electric charge, and it became a tadpole, and it became a frog, and it got out of the pool and grew a tail and climbed a tree, ate a banana, and then one day came down, got a briefcase, and went to work. (laughs) How stupid can you get? So we take prayer, acknowledging God, thankfulness to God out of our public schools. And the big problem they're having at the time is students are chewing gum. That's bad. Not today. They're taking guns to school and knives and we have school shootings and we have gangs and sexually transmitted diseases and no respect for authority. Where did it come from? nor were they thankful. You you, you would be absolutely surprised by what just a little thankfulness does. It brings humility. And by the way, thankfulness is one of the greatest mental health agents that exist on planet Earth. It softens your heart towards God. Thankfulness. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. For Christians, every day should be Thanksgiving Day. Every day should be Thanksgiving Day. And do you realize thankful people are happy people? Research shows 
that thankful people experience fewer aches and pains and just report overall feeling better about their life. Now, again, it's in everything, not for everything. And a lack of thanksgiving creates a, a sense of entitlement. It breeds anger, jealousy, covetousness, even hatred. When you feel entitled because you're unthankful, you don't even enjoy what you have and you begin to complain. You don't need to feel thankful to start thanking God. Again, the Bible says to offer him the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Thanksgiving has little to do with your circumstances and everything to do with your heart. It has little to do with your circumstances. If you have $10 billion and you are not thankful, you're poor. But if you just have a little and you're thankful, you're rich. It doesn't have to do with your circumstances. It has to do with your heart. It says this in, in uh, 1 Chronicles 16. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Not because you're good, not because you feel like it. We need to give thanks because he is good. He's good. The Bible says, give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. The, the Hebrew word there is the word hesed. It literally means his covenant love. His covenant love. God loves you. God wants to reach down. He wants to bless you. I think it's interesting that Google measures word usage. And over just the last few decades, the word gratitude is down 49%. Because we, just, we live in a society that feels entitled, in a society that is not grateful. And if you, I, I like this. If you enjoy something and you don't say a blessing, you're not thankful. According to the Talmud, which is a central text for rabbinical Judaism, it's the same as if you stole it. You have a blessing and you're not thankful, it's as if you stole it. Um, Rick Renner, who, who comes um, quite often, been in Russia now for over 30 years, pretty much if, if he can get here, we have him about once a year, uh, Rick is a Greek scholar, and he's been working on an expanded translation of the New Testament, and uh, he's getting ready to start releasing it just a few books at a time. But he translates uh, 2 Timothy 3.2. He said, we could say it in a paraphrase this way. Although they were once thankful and appreciative, people will become void of gratitude and generally unappreciative of everything in the last times. As a result, impurity will seep into society. How many have seen that happen over the last just even few years? Impurity seeping into our society. The Bible says it's a result of unthankfulness and cause it, the society, to become unholy, impure, ill-mannered, unclean, indecent, coarse, vulgar, offensive, crude, lewd, rude, 
behaving and carrying on in a way that God would never sanction. Wow. I think that's a picture of what's happening in our unthankful society today. Uh, again, Rick in 2 Thessalonians 2.13 translates the verse this way. Every time we think about you, thanksgiving floods into our hearts. We're so overwhelmed with thanksgiving that we actually feel obligated to stop whatever we're doing and take a few minutes just to express to God how much we appreciate you. Now, I believe every one of us every day should stop what we're doing and thank God for what's going on in our lives. Thank God for the blessings that we have. Paul said, man, we think about you. We just feel obligated to stop and just say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, we have a house to live in. Thank you, God, we have food to eat. Thank you, God, for your provision. Thank you, I'm forgiven. Thank you, I'm saved. Thank you, I'm on my way to heaven. Thank you, I've been delivered from Satan's domain and translated into the kingdom of the son of your love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now, not be, you say, yeah, but I don't feel like it. Who cares? Again, it's not Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving. Now, now we're going to get to this in just a couple minutes, but if you will do that, circumstances and feelings will change. They will change. But Matthew chapter 21, then Jesus went out from the temple and of God and drove out all those who brought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Um, I, I, I just want to take a little rabbit trail right here a minute. So, so a different one of the gospels said that he took and he made a whip. Uh, this was just not some reaction. Jesus saw what was going on and he was mad. And he sat down and he made a whip. Let me take a few minutes at least to make a whip. And then he took the whip and he drove out the money changers. Um, we need to understand that there is a righteous, godly anger. Right? Being angry about ungodly things that are going on is not wrong. It's right. It's right. Jesus was mad. And he said, it's written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, don't you hear what they're saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise. Now, Jesus is actually quoting from the Old Testament, from Psalms 8, where it says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Here's what Jesus is saying, that when we are thankful and when we begin to praise God, it's like a spiritual weapon that silences and drives off the enemy and the avenger. 
It is literally one of the ways that we resist the devil, right? Is with praise and thanksgiving in our mouth. Jesus said, because of your enemies, to silence the enemy and the avenger. I think the worst time, one of the worst times that an atheist is ever going to have is when they're thankful and there's nobody to thank. Because nothing has any real meaning. We're just here. This is all an accident. But John Wesley, who started the, not only the Wesleyan denomination, but the Methodist denomination, he said this, shout to testify your faith in God's promise and thankfulness for his glorious mercy to encourage ourselves and brethren and to strike terror into your enemies. Now, your enemies are not people. Our enemy is Satan and demon power. But he said, what we do when we begin to shout, we begin to thank God. He says, you strike terror into your enemies. Um, I believe that one of our greatest shortcomings is not, fit, not that we don't feel bad enough when we've done wrong. But I think one of our greatest shortcomings is not feeling good enough about what God has done for us. What's right? I think we under-celebrate. We're not thankful enough for all that God has done for us. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we find Jehoshaphat, king of Israel, receives word that three enemy nations are coming against him. And, and literally, it is a sneak attack. They're going to be at their doorstep the next morning. He gets the people together. They pray. They seek God. And it says, so they rose early in the morning the next day and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. That's where the enemy is going to show up. And as they went, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe the Lord your God and you will be established. That's true for you and me. Believe God, you will be established. Believe his prophets and you'll prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. So you get the picture. They don't send the Green Beret or the Navy SEALs into the battle. They send the choir. And they're praising God. They're being thankful to God. They're saying his mercy, literally, again, as he said, it's his covenant love endures forever. And as they begin to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, and they were defeated against Judah. Now, you get the picture. They begin to praise. They begin to be thankful. And God defeats the enemy for them. I know that that's a picture of what God wants to do for you and for me. There may be enemies in our life. But when we begin to praise God, God shows up. Jesus said it silences the enemy and the avenger. God shows up on the scene. Paul and Silas are preaching the gospel. It's not well received. In fact, there's a demon-possessed girl. They deliver the girl, and they get whipped and thrown in prison 
as a result. The Bible says that their hands and their feet are in stocks. Uh, Of course, they made a big mistake. They thought by putting them in a jail cell and putting their hands and their feet in stock that they had silenced them. But they should have put duct tape over their mouth. Because the Bible says at midnight, and I believe it literally was 12 o'clock midnight, but I think it's a picture of a midnight in your life when everything looks wrong. At midnight, they're praying and they're singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was an earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Now you begin to praise God. You begin to be thankful. And what happens as a result? People are loosed. You get free. Even people around you can get free. When David played his harp, when Saul was oppressed by an evil spirit, when David began to praise, when David began to worship, Saul was set free in his presence. There is so much power in praise and thanksgiving. In Mark's gospel, it says, so he commanded the multitude. This is Jesus. He's been preaching the people to the people. He commanded them to sit down on the ground and he took seven loaves and gave thanks and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. So Jesus takes literally a meal for two people, gives thanks and sets it before the people. What does he do? He gives thanks. Uh, It's a picture of literally of what you and I are supposed to do when you and I have something to eat. We're supposed to give thanks. It says this, 1 Timothy 4. It says, forbidding to marry. This is the wrong thing to do. Okay. Forbidding to marry. Commanding to abstain from food, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. All right. So when, when you're going to partake of a meal and you give thanks to God for that meal, it sanctifies it. How many of you know it's a lot of our food is full of pesticides and GMOs and all kinds of junk? Right? You know what? But when you give thanks, it sanctifies it. It purifies it. Um. I may tell this story sometime soon, but but I'm just going to tell you, sometimes they give you food. I I remember it being in a village one time with a pastor, and uh, they took us aside to eat. And literally, I mean, this place was covered. You you could not, like, see the ceiling. It was just covered in flies. And she brings us coffee and bread, and they put the bread in front of us, And you literally had to go like this. Was it white bread or brown bread? Because it was covered. And I was thanking God that when I received this with thanksgiving, I can eat any deadly thing and it will not harm me. 
That when, we, when we're thankful, it sanctifies. Now, in Isaiah 61, it says, the spirit of the Lord's upon me. Now, this is true. Jesus is going to quote this in Luke's gospel, the fourth chapter. But that same anointing is to be on the church because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, the opening of prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them duty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is an old English word that means depression. Uh, They tell us that at any given time, roughly one-third of Americans are in some state of depression. Now, the Bible says you can make an exchange. You can stay depressed or you can begin to lift your hands and you can begin to praise God and you can begin to be thankful. Listen, you cannot have a thankful heart and express that thankfulness to God in praise and stay depressed. I thought that would go over about like that. (laughs) Isaiah 26, verse 3, says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. You'll keep him in perfect peace. Some of you, yeah, but it's my hormones. Yeah, I believe your hormones are messed up, right? But they're messed up because you think wrong. You don't think wrong because your hormones are messed up. I believe that your hormones are messed up because you think wrong. Your body is responding to what you're thinking. God said you will be in what? Peace? Perfect peace. If your mind is stayed. That literally, it means your deep thoughts, your meditation is stayed on him. Let me just close with some words from the prophet Habakkuk. Man, I wouldn't have liked that name, would you? Habakkuk. He said, though the fig tree does not blossom, there be no fruit on the vine. Though the yield of the olive should fail and the fields yield no food. Though the flock be cut off from the fold and there be no cattle in the stalls, yet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will rejoice in God, my Savior. The Lord God is my strength and he has made my feet like hind's feet. He'll make me to walk on the high places. He said, it doesn't matter what's going on. He said, I am going to rejoice I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to praise the Lord. It's not thanks feeling. It is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And every day for you and I as believers needs to be thanksgiving day. I want to thank you for being with us today. I want to ask you a question. I want to know about your relationship with God. Where do you stand? You know, culture tells us good people go to heaven. The Bible tells us something different, that none of us are good enough. The Bible tells us forgiven people go to heaven.
Now, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. That means all of my efforts to be right with God could never save me, and all of your efforts could never save you. Jesus said he is the only way. He died on the cross. He shed his blood and paid for your sin. And every one of us need to receive him. In fact, the Bible says in John chapter one, to as many as receive him, to them he gives the right to be the children of God. How do you receive him? You receive him as your Lord, your King, and you lay your life down before him. So if you're not right with God today, you say, I wanna be right with God. I wanna be forgiven. I wanna go to heaven. Then I'm gonna invite you right now to pray this prayer with me from your heart. I want you to, to, to literally speak these words out loud from your heart. Just say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. I believe that he rose again. And I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I hold nothing back. Jesus is my king. He is my Lord and I will live for him. And I thank you. You've heard my prayer. I'm forgiven. My past is gone. And I'm right with God on my way to heaven in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that from your heart, you are right with God. You are forgiven. Uh, I wrote a book to help you keep growing spiritually, and I want to send it to you free of charge. Now, there's information on your screen, and you can download that book. Or if you need a hard copy, if you'll contact us, we will send you that hard copy free of charge. I want to thank you for being with us. God bless you. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, you are making one of the best decisions of your life. We are so excited for you. Just as Pastor said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv and have it mailed to you. Download it right there instantly, or you can find it on our app. It's absolutely free and a great resource for you to have. Walking by Faith is changing lives all over the world with the truth of God's Word. When you choose to sow a seed into the kingdom of God, that money might leave your hand, but the blessing that comes from it will stay with you for eternity. If you'd like to become a partner with us, we have three easy ways that you can give. One, text WBFGIVE to 1-888-364-GIVE. Two, visit walkingbyfaith.tv give. And three, click on the giving icon in our app. We'd love to connect with you. Here at Walking by Faith, we believe in the power of prayer. We have people standing by ready to pray with you. Scan the code on your screen to send us a prayer request or visit walkingbyfaith.tv to chat with someone today. I pray you look at all situations this week and that you give thanks. Have a great week.